Welcome to day 66 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season, a story of the prophets. Uh, we've enjoyed reading through the book of Isaiah, and of course the riches in, in Isaiah are, are too deep to be mined in a lifetime, much less uh, in a you know, 10 or 15 minute podcast as we look through it. But we've deeply enjoyed what we've seen. Uh, and, and we see, as we're going to see in the constant rhythm of the prophets, uh, both God's righteousness and his judgment and his righteousness and salvation. He's proven his character uh, by judging sin, but he's also proven his character uh, on a far more significant level by uh, forgiving sin through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see the hope you know, scattered through the prophets, uh, and, and there'll be a couple places, especially in Isaiah, where we see the foundation of that hope being the servant of the Lord who gives himself uh, you know, as a, as a ransom uh, for many people. Uh, we come to uh, you know the end of a section we've been talking about where God is pronouncing judgment on the nations, and now we have you know laments and songs, you know, in celebration of what God has done. Uh, you know, in it, when we come to chapter twenty-four, one of the commentators you know, I've read you know calls this a mini book of Revelation or mini apocalypse. You see a lot of the themes you're going to see at the end of the book here uh, that'll be you know uh, far you know dealt with. In, in far more detail in the book of Revelation, but you see, you see the notes, uh, you know, they're sounded here, both the ominous notes and the joyful notes. So we're in Isaiah chapter 24. As we do, uh, when we come to God's word, we, we receive it as a gift from him and we receive it with great thanksgiving. And, and it means even, even when it, uh, even when it undoes us, we know that God, uh, does not bruise where he does not intend to bind up. Uh, he doesn't inflict where he doesn't tend to bring comfort. And uh, we thank him, you know, that he's, he's willing to do uh, in a critical surgery in our life. And we thank you for the healing that it brings. And we also rejoice uh, just in the sheer joy of a God who loves us. Uh, so we come to Isaiah 24 before we read. David, why don't you uh, lead us as we offer ourselves in this moment uh, to our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for um, a few moments together with your word. Um, we do thank you that your word's living, it's active, and, and desires to do a deep work in our hearts and our lives. And so may we be a people who, by your spirit, are shaped by your word. May we take your word seriously, um, and may it do a deep work in our hearts um, for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 24, uh, see the Lord is going to lay waste to the earth and devastate it. He will ruin its face and scatter its inhabitants. It will be the same for the priest as for the people, for the master as for his servant, for the mistress as for her servant, for the seller as for the buyer, for the borrower as for the lender, for the debtor as for the creditor. The earth will be completely laid waste and totally plundered. The Lord has spoken his word. The earth dries and withers, the world languishes and withers, the heavens languish with the earth. The earth is defiled by its people. They've dis disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore, earth's inhabitants are burned up, and very few are left. The new wine dries up, and the vine withers, and the merrymakers groan. The joyful timbrels, timbrels are stilled. The noise of the revelers is stopped. The joyful harp is silent. No longer do they drink wine with a song. The beer is bitter to its drinkers. The ruined city lies desolate. The entrance to every house is barred. The streets, they cry out for wine. All joy turns to gloom. All joyful sounds are banished from the earth. 
The city is left in ruins. Its gate is battered to pieces. So will it be on earth and among the nations as when an olive tree is beaten or as when gleanings are left after the grape harvest. They raise their voices. They shout for joy from the west. They acclaim the Lord's majesty. Therefore, the east gives glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, and the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth we hear singing, Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away, I waste away, woe to me. The treacherous betray, with treachery the treacherous betray. Terror and pit and snare await you, people of the earth. Whoever flees at the sound of terror will fall into the pit. Whoever climbs out of the pit will be caught in a snare. Floodgates of heavens are open, the foundations of the earth shake. The earth is broken up, the earth is split asunder, the earth is violently shaken, the earth reels like a drunkard, it sways like a hut in the wind. So heavy upon it is the guilt of its rebellion that it falls never to rise again. And that day the Lord will punish the powers in heavens above, the kings on earth below. They will be hardened together, they will be herded together like prisoners bound in a dungeon. They'll be shut up in a prison and we'd be punished for many days. The moon will be dismayed, the sun will be ashamed, for the Lord, Lord Almighty will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before its elders with great joy. Uh, what incredible poetry, yes. <laughs> for one thing. The images that are thrown together you know, are devastating, even though they're, they're presented in the, the beauty of its meter, and you can feel it you know, as it's happening, even in English mm-hmm. and Hebrew. Uh, I understand I don't read Hebrew nearly as fluent as I read English, and I don't even read English very fluently uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, that, uh, you know, the power of this is so rhythmic, and the, the beat and the, the, the meter of it is just uh, so astounding. But you, you get a, a strong hint of it. And you have this overwhelming, in this particular chapter, sense of judgment with, you know, two bright rays of hope, you know, verses you know, 14 through 16, and then verse you know, 23 in the middle of it. And you have, uh, you have an act here of decreation. And you know, we started the story in creation, you know, with God taking a wild, uh, you know, an empty, you know, planet and making it a place of sanctuary and making it a place of rest, bringing us into his presence to enjoy fellowship with him. And of course, in our rebellion, the planet has also rebelled against him. And God is, is kind of, uh, bringing down everything that he has made in order to remake it in his image. And, of course, there is the gospel mm-hmm. uh, that we are remade uh, as new creation. And that's what you know, Paul has in mind when he says, if anyone is in Christ, new creation has come. And uh, we, we celebrate that. But here is the, un- yeah. here is the unmaking uh, you know, in, chapter, you know, in chapter 24. And he starts by letting us know that no one's going to avoid this, right? It's going to be happening... To the priest and the people, the master, the servant, mistress, her servant, I mean, buyer, lender, debtor, creditor. But then to kind of reverse that too, you know, when it, things are restored and when Christ does come and when this good news is offered, who's also offered to? Well, everyone. Mm-hmm. So just as everyone is partaking in this, there also is the partaking of, maybe even looking into next week, you know, the feast of the, the great banquet to come, it's this table open to all. So here it's destruction for all, but there is the, a hope coming, which is... Uh, 
at least gives me hope after reading this passage. Yeah, and, and, and we do the great banquet this week, right? Yeah, I mean tomorrow. No, okay, tomorrow, yeah. not yeah. next week. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> For those of you that think it would be quite a while until we Isaiah celebrate, 25. it's actually coming tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> uh, as, as we do that. But it is, you know, the, the rhythm of that is, you know, this is one of the really nice rhythms of priest for people, master or servant, mistress for her servant, silver buyer, borrow for lender. And of course, in the first column, you know, if you make those out in column, they're all, all the possible advantages you could, you know, you could have in, in this world. And in the next column are all the possible disadvantages you could have. Mm-hmm. And, and both will be reduced, you know, to nothing before the judgment of the Lord. There are no advantages that it brings. Uh, so it doesn't really matter if you enter into the judgment uh, with a lot of credit card debt or yeah, uh, with a lot same. of wealth. It would be reduced. Uh, and, and we're not encouraging credit card debt here, are we, Matthew? <laughs> nope, not, not at all. At all. <laughs> okay. But, essentially, but if you knew it was happening tomorrow, yeah, I mean, you know, we can okay. go back to the first of this week. I know. Let us I eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Well, I, I definitely like get from that specific part just that his justice is for all and there is no escaping his judgment. Um, and that is, um, sobering, I think. And, um, and it's just a good reminder, um, to hold on to and abide in Christ. Um, but something that I just really, um, the imagery that really struck me was just about how verse five, the earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes and broken the everlasting covenant. So you've, you've already touched on it, but how the sin that was brought into this world defiled all of creation and how, how, I mean, we read about how creation groans, um, to be restored. And it's like, <laughs> I feel bad for creation. It's like, it's not your fault, you know, like, but I don't know if that's theologically true, but like creation groans to be restored. And it's because of the sin that we as mankind have brought, um, on it. And, um, man, that is, that is just, it's depressing. It's sad to read this passage and to know that my sin has something to do with it. Um, and this is the result of sin, this brokenness, this barrenness, um, and the picture of just no life, um, no green, nothing that is fruitful, um, as a result of the sin that we've brought on the world. Yeah, and, and of course, that's also a reflection of the unfruitfulness of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you know, even though you have all these trappings of the nations of riches and wealth and achievement, uh, still there's a barrenness, you know, that underlies it. And, and of course, you know, verse five is just a, a you know, a, a picture into the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earth is defiled by its people. They've disobeyed the laws and violated the statutes, and they've broken an everlasting covenant. And of course, you know, God brought us into his presence to uh, to look to him for what is just and right and good. And we decided uh, we wanted to elevate ourselves and seek autonomy and, and reserve the right to judge for ourselves what is just and right and good. And our sense of justice ends, you know, in this kind of barrenness rather than in the fruitfulness, you know, of a people uh, who are known by the Lord. Yeah. And then. You pointed out at the beginning, but these two glimpses of kind of glory that we mm-hmm. have in the midst of judgment is just that reminder that, you know, in this judgment, yes, salvation's coming. You know, salvation will come through judgment. 
Um, but but you have to love too the end you know the aim of it the end of it is that that God would be the one who is glorified you know glory to the righteous one and then at the end he's um, enthroned the Lord Almighty will reign on Mount Zion in Jerusalem and before its elders with great glory you know so in the midst of this we should see that yes in judgment God is glorified and he is glorious and there's a day that is coming in the inbreaking of the kingdom which has come you know for us we live in this already not yet state. Right. Where, where the Lord reigns and we should now, you know, respond to, to his glorious reign and to who he is. Um, I mean, this, uh, this passage, you talked, you said at the beginning, it's like a little mini revelation. I mean, just so many themes from this chapter get picked up in the New Testament. Paul talking, you know, alluding to stuff like this revelation. I mean, it's, um, it's hard to miss some of this. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a contrast that's you know, worth noting, you know, in, 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 in verse 16, from the ends of the earth, we hear singing and glory to the righteous one, but I said, I waste away, I waste away. Uh, woe to me. And uh, there, there is an experience of fallen creatures living in a fallen world, even though we have, uh, you know, as you've said, we have the experience of the kingdom through the coming of the king and his presence with us. Uh, we also still have the broken experience as well. So we, at the same time, mourn and sing songs, mm-hmm. you know, of rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's part of you know that's part of our you know part of our experience, uh, and, and of course that's part of what Jesus invited us to when He said, "We come before Him poor in spirit, and we learn how to mourn mm-hmm. and, and become meek as a result of that." Extending, I, I don't want to do all the yet. Well, why not? But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's let's close with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for uh, thank you for the hope that is in front of us, and, and we are all devastated by the fact that we we have defiled your good creation. Not just the people of Israel and their failure to follow you, not just Adam and Eve and their failure to listen to you and heed your word, but we are, we're every bit as guilty. Uh, we uh, we have forsaken your law. We've sought sought to look to ourselves rather than looking to the one who made us. And we look to our things, and uh, we're more like people who want the privilege of being a priest or a master or a mistress or being a, you know, a creditor uh, rather than being people whose confidence is based in, in, in the wealth that comes only from your grace to people who are humble and repentant before you. So we ask, Father, that you give us humble hearts and you help us rejoice in the richness of the glory of the righteous one. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.